I'm Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth Admission. Only in San Francisco would people be debating the merits of Abraham Lincoln. But they are because of a school board process to rename 44 public schools. Some of the choices, like slaveholders and conquistadors, make more sense than others. The choice to remove Honest Abe from Lincoln High has made some people scratch their heads. Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker delved into the history of our 16th president to understand what's prompting the controversy. Jill Tucker, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. So strangely, Abraham Lincoln is in the news these days when there's so many other things in the news as well. But he has prompted quite a debate in San Francisco. Uh, Many people think of him as one of our best, most important presidents, but others um, have reached a different conclusion. Why is Lincoln being debated in the first place? Well, in San Francisco right now, uh, there is a debate about what we name schools or who we have named them after. And there are uh, 44 schools that a committee has uh, recommended renaming, including Lincoln High School. Good old Honest Abe is uh, a big question mark in San Francisco right now. Um, and, and and it really comes uh, amid a national reckoning of of race and and the history of race in America and and the the ongoing legacy of that and you know so they're really looking at who who do we want to honor what what names do we want to put on our school buildings and you know in some cases it, it's a, maybe a little easier debate i mean jefferson owned slaves and so did monroe and so did george washington um while there's still room for debate for those i think lincoln was one of the biggest shockers on the list because really he is um considered a hero for the civil war and the emancipation proclamation um you know uh, president obama considers him a a sort of political mentor um you know from the past and used the lincoln bible when for his in- inauguration so so really you know i i just thought let's take a look at lincoln like wh- what where is this debate and 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 you know what does this mean how do you decide someone's life and legacy you know 200 years later right and 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 what does that mean and and certainly the, lincoln is probably one of the the bigger uh uh names on that list that that will likely be debated so most of us know the pros of lincoln but what are the cons why is he on this list in the first place yeah so i mean you know most people know of of honest abe and and the emancipation proclamation and um you know saving the country from dividing um but the, but the committee really focused on his relationship with native americans um during his administration and you know it's it's a complicated history i i you know in doing this story i learned a lot more about lincoln than i was ever taught in school and and so you know there there are during his administration there uh, were uprisings and there was, you know, it was a, in some cases he delegated a lot of that because he was focused on the Civil War and there were some bloody battles. Um, in particular, there was um, a, a, an uprising in Minnesota of the Santee Sioux and it, it resulted in uh, about 300 warriors uh, being sentenced to death. And um, ultimately, 38 of those warriors were hanged uh, for a, a massacre. Um, but what, what's sort of interesting is that, and all of this happened under Lincoln's administration, right? But, but Lincoln actually, um, reviewed every single one of those cases, despite people saying just to, to, to put them all to death. 
Um, he reviewed every case, used his lawyer's mind to look at these cases, and ultimately saved the lives of hundreds of, of Native Americans. Um, but that that still 38 were killed. Um, and the Native American history is is not uh, is one that we all have to live with. Uh, you know, the removal of um, indigenous peoples from their lands, um, you know, so many issues. Um, Lincoln also oversaw the Homestead Act and the uh, Transcontinental Railroad, uh, which also displaced Native Americans. So for those reasons, the committee decided to that he he met criteria uh, for renaming and that Lincoln High School should be called something else. That's kind of a long history there. <laughs> no, it's very interesting. I didn't know that. Um, and it sounds like the renaming committee didn't talk a whole lot about Lincoln. He just fit their specific criteria and then they kind of moved on, which I found kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, you know, I watched a lot of the archived videos of their meetings and they they did not bring in historians or, you know, cite, uh, you know, extensive research. They really, individual committee members just kind of did their own research. And if they found something that they thought met the criteria, they would just say, hey, here's this, it met the criteria, and everybody on the committee would just go, okay. And, and that's kind of what happened with Lincoln. They just said, does he meet the criteria? Yes, move on. And uh, that happened in many cases, um, like Jefferson and Monroe, as I said, and George Washington, um, Father Sarah, you know, and on and on. Um, others had some debate, uh, like Diane Feinstein, which is also on the list, um, and, um, and others. What's so, the issue with Diane Feinstein? Yeah, so Diane Feinstein um, is interesting because only recently did board members name an elementary school after her. She's still alive, our, our U.S. senator, um, and uh, including Mark Sanchez, who was on the board when they oh, that's true. first named the school, and now he's on the board again. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so Diane Feinstein's another interesting one because uh, when she was mayor of San Francisco. She replaced a Confederate flag that was uh, part of a flag display in front of City Hall um, and uh, that had been vandalized. And uh, when it was vandalized again, she didn't replace it. Um, but because of that one act, they felt that she met the criteria of oppression or human rights abuses and the, the other criteria that they had. Um, and they felt that she wasn't, according to the one of the uh, committee members, um, apologetic enough for that, that she still has uh, time to, uh, you know, improve her uh, legacy toward uh, Black people and 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 you know the legacy of the of the confederacy so it, it it was really interesting they had a little bit of a conversation about that more than lincoln um it wasn't long um but uh ultimately they decided to that uh diane feinstein elementary should be renamed as well hmm. and so i know you've talked to some experts about abraham lincoln um there probably aren't a lot of historians weighing in on diane feinstein as much i would guess um but what have <laughs> they told you about lincoln you know what do historians think of this move in San Francisco? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I talked to historians. I talked to uh, Native American leaders. Um, and, you know, in general, the, the Lincoln scholars understand that he was perhaps more complicated than, um, than most people make him out to be. But uh, they also look at him as somebody that uh, tried to do the right thing despite living in a time where 
you know, all of the acceptable discourse of, of Native Americans was, you know, not what it would be today. I mean, you know, looking, looking through the lens of modern society, of course, you know, any thoughts of, of Native Americans being savages or less than um, anybody else is, is no longer acceptable or, or believable. But, but back then that was the norm. So it's sort of in their mind, um, he 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 went above and beyond what many others uh, did to for, to help Native Americans um, and uh, slaves, uh, you know, and 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 African Americans. Um, but according to the committee, it wasn't good enough. He wasn't, you know, he was still, um, you know, the the way he spoke of Native Americans was that they were lesser than. Um, the, the fact that he didn't protect them. Um, as they think that he should have at the time, um, you know, all of these things come into play. But but in general, uh, historians look at the positives outweighing the negatives. Um, and and even some Native American scholars said it's complicated. Right. You know, do you do you recognize that history and learn from it and also identify what he did toward keeping the country together and and um, the emancipation um, but again, you know, it's sort of how, how do you decide? How do you weigh a person's life and say the good outweighs the bad? The committee didn't do that, actually. They basically said if anything in that person's life met the criteria, then they were on the list. It was a cut and dry um, type of decision that they made it would, in, in the case of Diane Feinstein, a good example. So, um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's super, super fascinating topic to to sort of think about how do you address morality? You know, do, do you name anybody um, school after anybody? You know, is that, you know, it, how do you decide? We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. How would you find a person in history who was perfect? You know, like um, if Abraham Lincoln doesn't meet the cut, it doesn't seem like very many leaders would. Yeah. And I think it's kind of interesting. I, I did ask the question about Cesar Chavez, for example, who is a modern day hero. Mm-hmm. And he it, there's a school named Cesar Chavez in San Francisco. And the committee decided that he didn't meet the criteria. But I did some research on him, too, and looked into his past. And he he was very much opposed to illegal immigrants. Um, he used racial slurs to describe them. Um, he tried to blockade, you know, he and his his supporters blockade them at the border. Um, and and they reported these um, these people to uh, uh, authorities for deportation. So, wow. Yeah, interesting, right? He 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 believed that they were a threat to the workers, uh, that they would they would be used to break the strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so understandable, but nonetheless, using racial slurs, reporting them to for deportation, you know, all these things. Um, they never debated Cesar Chavez either. They just hmm. said he didn't meet the criteria and moved on. Um, and you know, so I asked, well, did you? research him did you look at this like given this history does that meet the criteria because Mm -hmm. that seems to meet the criteria as well as some others that they decided on so in some ways you know i I think that there are a lot of questions about the process uh uh, of this did they answer your question about caesar chavez 
Um, they, no, they just said that he didn't meet the criteria that nobody brought research forward uh, to meet the criteria. And so he wasn't on the list. Um, so I asked him to actually respond to some of the uh, research that I found just because it seemed to meet the criteria as equally as others. And, and I haven't, I haven't heard back yet. Um, but I think, you know, there is some, some, there are some questions about how the committee did the, their job. Um, they don't provide a lot of, um, uh, the, uh, of, uh, a background of how they made these, these decisions or what they used to make these decisions. I mean, some of the research was as simple as Wikipedia or, um, you know, a, a, sort of random newspaper article from a selected newspaper um, of, of any era or time. Mm -hmm. um, certainly not what one would consider significant historical research or right. speaking to historians or really having that conversation. It was sort of like if they enslaved, that done, they're on the list. If they were a colonizer, done, they were on the list. So, you know, Balboa, a lot of these people are, are um, you know, maybe maybe kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you were sort of a murderous colonizer, maybe you're <laughs> Maybe you don't deserve school. Maybe, maybe we should move on from that, <laughs> uh, you know. But, uh, but yeah, so there, there are some lingering questions about all of this um, and, and how it's going to play out from here. Right. Have you heard from anybody at Lincoln High? Like what are students or staff or alumni saying? Are they saying much? Yeah, I mean, you know, it depends. There are a lot of people uh, in the school communities, including Lincoln, that do not want to see it renamed. Um, you do have other schools um, that um, I'm trying to think, Aloha and, and Jefferson and, and some of these others where the community is pretty strongly behind the renaming. Mm -hmm. um, so it really varies. I, you know, the, the alumni from the high schools, um, all the alumni associations uh, wrote a letter saying, do not change the names. Um, you know, there, there's, there's importance in remembering history and learning about the history and, you know, but, but I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. I don't know how many, how many children and students or families learn the history of the person that their school is named after. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that that's always part of the curriculum. I mean, other than Lincoln, you know, as part of their general um, history lessons. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think it depends on the school, really. Yeah. There there are some that have strong, strong community support and others that have far less community support. I've heard from folks at Diane Feinstein who do not want it to be renamed. Yes, yes. And I heard from a parent today from McCoppin, and he was like, why? Like, yeah. I can't find anything. About, like, I'm trying to figure out why he's on the list, you know, and there's not a lot of research out there. Some of these people are like, the you know, a... a former school board member or something like that, you know, and, and, you know, no, there's not like historians have written books about them. So it hmm. makes it a little harder to try to try to do the research. Yeah. And I think another big issue that people are upset about is just the timing of all of this because kids aren't even in these schools right now because of the pandemic and distance learning. And so I know a lot of parents are frustrated that people are spending time on the names when they're more concerned about getting kids back to the schools in the first place. Definitely. I mean, I have heard this from so many parents and they have brought these issues to the school board as well, that they just feel like the school board should be and the school district should be 100 percent focused on what is happening right now. And anything else like renaming schools is just a distraction and hurting the kids, uh, you know, that that are, are not in school right now in these schools that they're trying to rename. In fact, the committee has requested that each of these schools, the 44 school sites, submit a an alternative alternative pick to them 
by like the end of this month, I think. And, um, you know, and so these communities are supposed to come up with and agree on a new school name, even though they don't know if the school board's going to actually decide to rename it. Mm -hmm. And so everybody is just sort of like, this is a distraction. A lot of people are. Um, On the other hand, you have others who basically say, look, you know, this this racial reckoning that we have, there is no time like the present. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can do more than one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's two sides to that. But for the most part, I would say most of the parents I've heard from are just like, let's do this later. Yeah. And when will you know the answer? Is Lincoln High going to stay Lincoln High? What's the process? Um, and when will all this be decided? Yeah, so the committee has um, has their list of 44 sites. They, are, they will if, uh, officially be presenting their recommendation to the school board with alternative names um, next month. At least that's the plan. Um, whether school communities give them a name or not, they will decide what the school, the new recommended school name will be, which is kind of interesting that that this committee is going to, you know, pick names and and recommend those names. Um, But ultimately, it's going to be up to the school board to decide um, which schools to rename um, and uh, whether they'll take all of these as sort of a blanket vote or, you know, separate them into yeses and maybes. Um, I I have a feeling that I have... um, Many, many, many hours of school board meeting. <laughs> I was just going to say, if they I have 44 <laughs> discussions about this, oh, my God. We know how long one discussion can go. <laughs> I know. So I, I don't, I mean, I have uh, been, in, I've, I've covered school renaming in the past. Uh, school school closures and school renamings are really controversial. And, and they're, you know, in, in one school district in Marin, the Dixie School District, the, the consideration of renaming that was a huge, drawn out controversy. So I can't even imagine 44 school sites kind of going through this. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't Um, have your beat. (laughs) Yeah, I love covering education, but there are times when these (laughs) school board meetings go on a really long time. But uh, the school board is supposed to decide on this maybe in February. It's possible that they may kick some of this down the road, um, depending on... um, you know, how controversial they are. They may take a handful of them and and decide. I mean, and there's a cost associated with this. Mm-hmm. It, there's, there isn't, nobody's given a real good cost analysis, but you can imagine if you have to take down all the signage and you have to, you know, all this, all the things that have that school's name on it have to be changed. And, it, you know, it's not free. So yeah. um, estimates are 10,000 to, you know, 100,000 or more per school. Oh so, my gosh. Well, if you think about like, you know, the football signs mm-hmm. and the front signs Scoreboard and all the things and, yeah. that, you know, can start getting expensive. So, um, so yeah, so we, we have a couple months of this. Um, and uh, But I was really excited to write the story about Lincoln because it was just, I thought this is a really good example of that debate of how do you weigh a person's life and decide whether what they did right was better than or more important than what they did wrong. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think that that everybody's going to have their own opinion. Mm-hmm. That's a super interesting discussion. And I thank you for being here. My last question, who is your all time number one president? Ooh, hmm. I think I have to say she hasn't been elected yet. Ooh, perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Jill Tucker for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. 